Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, we bring you U.S. Open Cup sets, Houston concedes in buckets, and Arsenal's regrets. Entirely by coincidence, today marks a pretty big moment for you guys. I'm totally confused about this. Is it my bar mitzvah? Does it... You remember last weekend where I was trying to find all the Toughcast archives on one of my old phones? Mm-hmm. I managed to do it, and actually I didn't go through the episodes until today. And it turns out that today, your 40th episode marks the episode where you guys pulled in to tie Jeff for the longest-lasting <sighs> co-hosts of this podcast. We did it! We did <laughs> it! Only one more. Jeff, so and, one more that we're done, right, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm totally quitting. I'm, no, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm way too exhausted every week to I'll be lost keep without doing you. I just wanted the record. That's all I wanted. <laughs> but Jeff was here actually technically for 41 because there was an episode with my interview with Aaron Pitchcolin, but I didn't count that one. And you guys have more numbered episodes, so nice. uh, the, depending how you count it, uh, you, you, you can you can claim the record already. Mm-hmm. So. Watch out, Jeff. Come for that throne. <laughs> better be like a two-seater because there's two of us coming for that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining all those like awkward toilets that you see posted on Reddit <laughs> with like two commodes in the same room with no stalls. <laughs> That's what I pictured too, and I'm st- I'm still done for that. <laughs> well, we, we really should jump in. I, I feel like a broken record because every week now I'm like, guys, we have a really long episode, but we really do again. MLS decided let's have a bunch of midweek games because, you know... So many midweek games this week. Yeah. They don't count, right? They're like preseason, <laughs> like warm up friendly games, right? No, 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 no. They're, they're not all the Cosmos. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> not every team flies off Saudi Arabia. Oh my God. We'll get to that. But first, let's start with a segment that we call Loon Monitoring, where we talk about Minnesota United and their performance this past week, which this last week included a game against. Damn it, lag. Someone check the internet connection. <laughs> I still laugh at that joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I appreciate the pity laughs. I really do. But we lost one to two goals. That that sucked. Mwomp. Yeah. Mwomp. It, it was a weird game. I don't think there was a game where we dominated possession, dominated shots on goal, and just in general, and corners. This is like the first game in a long, maybe, I think in MLS, where we just dominated every single stat except for the score. I was awkwardly defensive, actually, this week, where there were some people who were like, well, we played better than LA, so I feel really good about this. And typically, I'm one of those guys who's like, yeah, we did. That's great. I I really appreciate that. But this week, I was like, no, we can't take away this win from LA. They earned this one. They got the most important statistic, which is the goals. Yeah. But everything else, Minnesota was better. I think that's because it's being contrarian is a lot more fun than, yeah. Um... Yeah, it was it was a weird game where nothing that the loons would put vaguely on target was going in. Um, some of that was Brian Rowe. He was having a good game. Maybe not stand uh, on your... He was having some good moments. Because he, he a... kicked the ball out of bounds <laughs> twice. Out of yeah. Yeah, to the left. Like, in front of the dark clouds, he was like... Boop. Ball goes like nice, like, oh, what is it in golf? Is that a... It's not a slice. It's a... Depends uh, what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It depends. Hook yeah. shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Terrible. 
Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, it it seemed like every single ball that he was kicking was going into Beyonce's box that you put everybody's (laughs) stuff that cheated on you. He was doing his best uh, Blair Walsh impression. NTC Advanced Stadium. This is out, Don't Dan. you dare. Oh, don't Dan. you fucking dare. <laughs> I heard. I do not apologize. That was a great joke. You guys just are too mad about that. Come on. You, get you over tried it. starting the John and nobody did. I, I, I saw. So me and my lame. buddy Shane tried to start the. That's you did, so like your Blair Walsh. That's and like so no one wanted to chant it at. Yeah, Dark because clouds. you guys are Packers fans yeah. and everyone yeah, yeah. else is like. Uh, flashbacks, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so Man. I did see some horrified faces and like just like thousand, thousand yard stairs. I'm like, I'll just stop. No, no, no. They were <laughs> people got like nam flashbacks. They were 27 yard stairs. Let's just be totally fair about let, this. Let's be honest. Some of them were in the same section when that ball went. <laughs> That's probably yeah, true. Watching it like in the same direction in the stadium. Same Not direction. again. <laughs> just all on their head. Ooh, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that ball going left in slow motion. I, I want to draw attention to a quote that I think this was you, Caleb, before we recorded, where, where you said, besides the goal, Giovanni De Santos didn't do anything. It's so weird game. thing to say, but it's true. Yeah. He showed up for one moment in the game. It was a very important moment ex- in the except game. Except the most important contribution that any yeah. player had in this game. He didn't do anything. He was invisible on the ball. He didn't really open up any passing plays. Romain Allison. I'm giving you the side out right now. I know. Except for that one goal, he wasn't very good. Yeah. Allison Drini, fantastic player. Was creating things all game. Had the assist on Gio's goal. I think he had played the free catch that ended up hitting off of Ramirez's knee. Having now fantastic. seen him in person, I still think he should be Italian and not French. <laughs> he was very uh, expressive and emotional on the yes. yes, he was. Yeah. He did, yeah. He did, he did a yellow for the So descent. many gestures. Hey, speaking of expressive and emotional, uh, Jelly Van Damme, which is that's the way it's said, right? Jelly and not gel. Oh, no, it is not pronounced Claude, so... Exactly, that is yeah. very true. He is not uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. But uh, Mr. Jelly was very jelly at the end of this game, despite winning, because he said, he came out and he said, and I am paraphrasing here, the speech was the worst speech in the history of pitches in the entire league, I am telling you. Believe me, folks, it is such a bad pitch. Minnesota should be ashamed of them. They are complete losers. At first, I thought you were slightly going for a French accent, and then I was like, oh, oh, this is what you're doing. Oh, that's different. He actually said something to that effect, where he was like, this is the worst pitch in the league, which... Uh, it's brand new field turf. New England. Yeah, yeah. Gillette also has Gillette. brand new field turf. Sealink has field turf, and someone on Reddit was hopefully, well, they have a different kind of field turf. We have Revolution 360, whereas you have uh, something else, Bernie Sanders 480, or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and to be, I will give him a little bit of credit, because Curtin also actually also said something to the effect of this when uh, Baggio Hussidic, um Broken leg, I think they... Yeah, broken leg. Yeah, he is broken yeah. his leg. Yeah, um, and they claimed it was because of the pitch rather than because of the fact that he like tried to dive and tackle and got his leg smashed behind him. Um, Apparently someone on Reddit saying he was wearing the wrong kind of studs to play on turf too, okay. like uh, AG versus blade studs or something like okay. that. Anyway, I don't know. The, yeah. the, I have never played soccer on turf, so I don't know. Um, I've never bought cleats before, so okay. whatever. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, I mean, yeah, like you can't really complain that much about the turf when it's question about enough. sensitivity. 
So the dark clouds stop singing when someone is obviously actually hurt, and we stop singing when Hussidic was hurt. Uh, but even when he was getting stretched off, I started doing the mash theme because I thought that's like you know, was I was I was that is that too much? Is that okay? Because that's is he I, about I mean, to be operated on by a wise tracking uh, doctor <laughs> who just. <laughs> Is this drunk on gin? Like, is that? And then there's a radio operator in a dress in the in the in the room. Uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, but uh, I, I I would say no, just as a person that has mental health issues, because suicide is not painless. No, it's really not. It's it's totally not. There's there's a great sketch that my sketch comedy do, troupe did where it said that uh, um, suicide isn't the best solution to any. Of our problems, but it is a solution for all of our problems. <laughs> and I was like the punchline, the whole audience went from like, ha, ha, ha. Huh? oh, <laughs> was like, God, what am I laughing at? <laughs> right. Uh, moving along, no. I just want to point out one thing out: Superman scoreth, Superman owned Golith away. His um, his goal for us was a fantastic striker's goal. Um, so pro- was his own goal. Uh, yeah. Um, Inadvertent own goal didn't really do anything. Trying to the free kick ball handcuffed him, trying to fend off the attacker for Galaxy and then a bounce off his knee and in. Um, but his goal for us was a fantastic starter's goal. Even before Cronin, who was like a wrecking ball and won that ball, he was kind of making his way into the area where that ball was going to fall and met it with his foot and powered it past Brian Rowe. Let's be honest, even his goal against us was a great striker's finish. Yeah, so. it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, second week in a row that he's had an own goal on a set piece. Should uh, we be talking about that? Christian Ramirez in crisis, Minnesota <laughs> United in disaster. What? Well, this one he wasn't being uh, suplexed, so. <laughs> this is true, this is true. I, I'm just going to throw this out there, though. Uh, even if he's bad luck, maybe we should be uh, putting him as the... Forward guy, like I know that he's, he's the taller the guy of the front yeah. four, but uh, yeah, I, I love me. It's Christian. just not going. Uh, Francisco Calvo well. said after the game because Ramirez is feeling pretty bad about what he about the own goals, and Calvo said after the game uh, he has no reason to feel bad. We're all behind him. I'm Question, but that's basically what he said. Does Christian Ramirez leave in the summer to go off? somewhere more lucrative now that he's like minting the goals in MLS I mean this is all that was left to prove for him right like that he could score at a top level now he has why'd you, why'd you bring that up We're already I'm com- not scared I'm already complaining about the idea that he's gonna leave for the gold cup like let alone like actually leave <laughs> no no he's coming back yeah. right like he's just like gonna visit some in-laws and some and just come back right he's not leaving forever two quick bullet points Mr. Abu Danladi has been hurt uh, a minimum weeks. of two to three weeks. Uh, a ah, yeah, no, really, Al. <laughs> That's uh, terrible. Groin injury. So really, Al. Uh, yeah. And Johan Venegas, I thought acquitted, acquitted himself quite well. He had a very good game. Yeah, uh, yes. A lot of good passes that opened up some attacking. People and almost some, scored ahead. People have some weird vendettas against this guy. I don't get it. He's really good, guys. He had one bad game. I'd say two, two bad games, but two bad games. Yeah. But he, his uh, appearance against the Galaxy was, uh, I thought, was very good. Yeah, I think the other thing that I'm more concerned about after this game, seeing the fact that you know you brought on Venegas as kind of a need to sub 
and then you brought Ish Jome on as your attacking sub. Yeah, about uh, that. Schuler and Kadri yeah. have been dealing with uh, uh, little injuries and setbacks with their fitness. So. so Schuler's been dealing with identity crisis, seeing that Schuler on the Philadelphia Union. He's like, I don't know why. You mean RSL. Uh, RSL. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> moving along, one very quick note, which we will deal with if it actually happens and isn't just a rumor. Sam Nicholson, a Scottish U22 player or U20 player, has been rumored by the Scottish scum uh, slash the sun Thank you to, for that. Be, uh, to be coming over to Minnesota. He's a left winger. Um, he's in the Scottish Premier League. So uh, I don't, I don't plays know for really the best named team. Uh, Hearts of Hearts of Midlothian. Yes. Uh, alongside, as Jeff Ruder pointed out, Perry Kitchen, formerly of DC United. So we'll see what happens. I'm just, I mean, like Jeff was joking, Perry probably was like, yo, uh, you should go to United. And Nicholson was like, okay. Moving along <laughs> to a segment that we call, that's how Scottish people speak, by the way. Moving along to a segment that we call the major listing service where we talk about MLS games. Midweek games that we want to quickly breeze through. Philadelphia 2, Houston 0. Mr. Fudu Fafapiko scores the opener in here. Two goals in two games. Uh, this had a very bad week for Houston. More on that later. Yeah. SKC 3, Seattle 0. Very confusing game because um, SKC was wearing their home blues. Seattle was wearing their blue aways. Yeah. Yeah. Clashy. Um, Gershaw gets a hat trick in this game. The Gershaw? You mean, <laughs> which is a very average or very below average nickname for anybody. Just the and then show added to your name. Come on, you can do better. And uh, Seattle got their egos sued a bit. Where after the weekend they got their championship rings. So congratulations, Seattle! For why do rings always come so late? By the way, uh, why why isn't there some like I don't community know. in another continent that are enjoying like Toronto FC MLS champion rings you know why aren't they made before the game they um, because they don't use child labor for them ah okay right. and I don't know usually with other sports in the United States they're the champions first like stint at home or their first home game or first mm-hmm. uh, series at home um, they'll get their rings so I don't know why I took this long for Seattle but Come on, Again, MLS. Because, Don Garber. Because child labor. Um, oh, okay. I, then, then, then you MLS. <laughs> yes. Uh, San Jose uh, 1-1 draw against Orlando. That included our favorite uh, renamed... Well, PC, no. who used to be my like NASL heartthrob, and then I completely forgot he existed and had signed for Orlando. Turns out he played his first MLS game, uh, 90 minutes with one assist uh, in midweek. He's also played three games for Orlando City 2, and Wando, Mr. Wando, equalized for San Jose in this game. Off of uh, Tommy Thompson, that was totally a cross, not a shot. I wasn't trying to bury that in the top net. That was a cross <laughs> to Wando. Also, yeah, that that was the most Tommy Thompson shot ever. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I mean, he is a former governor of Wisconsin. <laughs> so, like, I mean, give him a break. He's he's had a distinguished career already. Chicago 3, Colorado 0. Nemanja Nikolic scores his ninth and then his 10th goal of uh, the season. Ah, is my reaction to us having to play Chicago in Chicago at this point. Yeah. Don't worry. Nikolic had an even more interesting game later on in the week. Yep. And just just want to yes, remember this. I called that we did this year. You guys laughed at me. I called it. I dropped the mic, but that would 
it's not feasible at this point. There's just kind of hanging in front of my face. What 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 did you call again? That Chicago would be a top three team in the East. Ah, okay. I completely I forgot. Yeah, I Do left. you remember that call? I, I don't remember that. Go back. And I'm sure to it happened. You'll find it. <laughs> Whatever, Mister. I'm looking through the archives. Yeah, you'll find it. Timmy Howard was up for save of the week with this uh, with, a, with a save in this game, but it honestly wasn't as good as his save in the game against Philly. Definitely Lee. not as impressed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, RSL two, New York City FC one. Funny story in this game. Akoli got his first MLS goal, and then the commentator said something uh, a little, little sharp. Yeah, I uh, said just something happens when players looking to get their first goal in MLS faced RSL. So at which point I was like, "Oh, Homer commentators being homers." And I was like, "Wait, no, they're playing in Salt Lake. Those are RSL commentators." Yeah, they're having a rough season. So much, so much, yeah. so much looking on them and like to see if they're okay. The camera just needs to pan to Mike Petke a little bit more and be like, oh, Mr. Rogers, when he was young. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving along, weekend games. Rosin Ballsport, New York, died 1-1 against Toronto FC. Combo breaker. Yeah, but not really the good kind because Toronto hasn't lost. They just tied. So, I mean, their win streak is gone, but they're still undefeated in like bajillion games. So, yeah, regardless. Um, sort of bicycle by Buffalo Wild Phillips. Oh, that's who that is. Okay. Good, good one. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I would have said Bradley Wright Phillips, but that was like the worst bicycle kick ever. Let's let's just be real. It, it, it went in. No, it, no, it no, 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 no. The worst special kick ever was Kevin Doyle's special okay, kick. Okay, fine. When he kicked <laughs> the ball true. into his own face. Okay, the worst successful bicycle <laughs> okay. kick I've ever seen. I will take that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Robble Robble, y'all. Always scores his... Uh, Goldie always scores penalties saved by Luis Robles. Josie's uh, second penalty in a row that has been saved. Altidoran crisis. Toronto on the head of disaster. Uh, they're still undefeated in like seven games. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're fine. That's fine. <laughs> Ricketts at the bar from just inside the box. Incredible opportunity, and then had a late goal disallowed for uh, screening, which uh, Colin is going to explain. Okay, so um, Raheem Edwards was adjudged to be in an offside position. Um, it took a little bit to figure out if he was actually. In the line of goal, um, the uh, AR said that he was offside, and then the uh, center referee was pretty clear that said, yeah, he he was directly in the line of sight of the goalkeeper. Cool. Thank you. One other note from this game. A Toronto player got taken down harshly by a Red Bull player and then got up and chest-butted. Uh, Sheru, who is a Toronto player, I think he saw the red pants and he was like, what the hell, man? And then he's like, oh, where do you go? Where do you go? <laughs> it's funny because Red Bulls and yet it was Toronto. Yeah. Huh. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> See what I, I was going I was going to run over that because, you know, no, 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 no. Montreal 4, over that Portland like a bull. 1. <laughs> Fort lost in a row for Portland despite their top 11 in place for the first time all season. Yeah, um, first time that you've got Darlington Nagby, Liam Ridgewell, and yeah, n- no, it, it just didn't go well. Montreal got a pen early, which uh, Ignacio Piatti buried. Um, Diego Chara does what he does. Down a little, kind of a battle with Piatti, and then it all seemed it was 
But it was done. He shoved his forearm into Piotti's face. Piotti smartly fell to the ground. He, like, didn't... But I don't think he kind of, like, went for the full one. He just kind of raised his arm, and as he walked by Piotti, he just kind of flexed it a tiny bit, and then Piotti... But it did hit him in the face. What do you expect to happen, Chara? Like, he's not going to fall over, and you're going to a red card? Come on. I thought there was a little bit more throwing on Chara's part. I'm not sure if it connected as much. There was also some actual violence where Fisher headed the ball. Uh, well, he first headed Fernando Addy and then had to have his head bandaged. And then later actually headed the ball into the goal with his bandage. Ow! I feel like Matt Hedges had a, a couple of really good bandage moments with his head recently, but um, in any case, uh, brace for Nacho Piatti, um, include that opening PK. Um, Seattle 1, RSL 0, Nick Romando coming up big. Four absolutely massive saves in the first half, and he had a, a PK in the second half save. It really just took Harry Ship bouncing one off of the RSL wall um, to actually beat him in that game. Unfortunately, that was all that RSL was capable of doing in the entire game. Yeesh. Philadelphia Union 2, Colorado Rapids 1. Congratulations to Philly for their franchise record winning streak that just so happens to come off of the franchise record winless streak. So, so tell me again what their franchise record win streak is. Four games. I guess I shouldn't laugh because, like, ours isn't great, but I feel like... This all turned around after they posted that uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air video. I just want to point that out. Uh, El Sapong also equalized in this game for Philly. The Fresh Prince himself. No, no, we're going with El Sapong on this podcast, okay? Okay, fine. I like my old Boomerang cartoons. And it wasn't called Boomerang in India. It was just Cartoon Network. We just got the old cartoons as Cartoon Network. I'm so sorry. Hashtag no, poverty. Would you miss out on much of? Hey, wow! Major freaking uh, I don't know bigotry, racism, something. I, I I'm not entirely sure which words to use. That's how like I'm ticked off I am right now. I will tell you, I really you enjoyed the Grape Ape and uh, Quick Gras McGraw, uh, the original Flintstones, the original Scooby Doo. Uh, there was Touche Turtle, Top Cat, SWAT Cats. These were all great cartoons, sir. Scooby-Doo I would that. say it was an embarrassment of riches. An embarrassment of riches, I tell you, of cartoons made in the pinnacle of the Hanna-Barbera age. There's so many jokes I can make that I'm not going to because Did you have Jabberjaw? No, I didn't. No. I oh, fine. That. I used yeah. to like Top Cat, though. Anyway, moving along to talking about this game. Hey, Josh Gat and Mo Saeed, they made an appearance. Together. It's almost as if Mark Birch and Sam Cronin were in the game for them, except for not at, at all. Um, they started, right? Yeah. yeah, both of them started. Uh, there was also maybe one of the weirdest red cards you'll ever see. Caleb Calvert Boo. scores the opening goal. Boo, Caleb Calvert. Spells his name wrong. Boo. <laughs> he scored Caleb the Calvert. opening goal. Uh, got, a, got a yellow card and then had an injury and re-entered the field before he was given permission. So the reason that he was not given permission, the fourth official was pointing to him that he needed to enter the field of play on a different sideline. He needed to go from the touch line or from the end line to the touch line. And 
he was so pissed off that he wasn't allowed in that he just stormed his way onto the field. Referees don't typically like that. Initiative on the part of players that are not on the pitch is not appreciated typically. Uh, Far from it. Um, That got him his second yellow. That has to be my favorite second yellow card uh, other than uh, dude who used to play for the Scorpions, French guy... Uh, used to play for Vancouver, got a red, yellow card for taking his shirt off to reveal a identical jersey under it. <laughs> well, help me out here, guys. Uh, Hasley. Yeah, yeah, Hasley. Uh, Eric Hasley. That, that was so. So this one kind of almost gets to Hasley levels for me, but not quite. Harris Mendujanin. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, sure. Probably. Close <laughs> enough. Whatever. Uh, gorgeous free kick curler into the near post. Tim Howard very mad that his uh, wall did not jump for it. This is something like, I've seen with Tim Howard in MLS, by the way. He is angry after every time he gets scored on and seems to be really whiny. Yeah. I didn't see, yeah. Uh, that would annoy me if I was one of his defenders. But uh, that's my pancake hot take for the day. He did make a huge save later on a breakaway, which I thought was the save that was actually better than the one he's nominated for. FC Dallas 0, San Jose Scored one goal to win this game. Did you guys see Kellen Acosta's miss? Because the ball was kind of lobbed over the keeper, then lobbed over to Acosta, and he essentially... I mean, it wasn't quite an open net, but he managed to hit the one defender who was in his way. Cordell Cato's ankle is the luckiest thing in San Jose. Okay, well, sure. There there are some members of the, the 18, whatever, uh, ultras, that if they have... Uh, Significant others of any sort, I'd say they're much luckier than, you know. But. I, I would also say, <laughs> wow. Yeah. They don't listen to this, it's fine. Hey. Yeah, I might even go in there. Well, anymore. they wouldn't understand what I was saying anyway. You know, it's it's grunts and roars in that section. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, yeah. Keep good going. job by Jameer Haikik for uh, one of the more impressive goals of the week. Um, basically... Haika just kicked it almost at chin level of his defender thereabouts. But like over his head because he's very tiny. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was pretty much the backwards version of Kellen Acosta's goal where the ball was like lobbed over to Jameer, then lobbed over the defender and then volleyed into the goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. Off the post and go watch goal. It. Yep. Yes. yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. First loss this year for FC Dallas. A team that is crisis, no, crisis, crisis. A team that is no stranger to losing. DC United has lost to Chicago one nil. Uh, how Chicago didn't score nine in this game, I'd say it's a mystery. But then I saw Nemanja Nikolic play this game, and it, it was brutal. Five or six times he had just a golden chance where he either shot it dead straight into Bill Hamid or shot it over the bar. It was horrendous. He. Luckily for Chicago, uh, David Tom was there to wipe up the pieces and stored a wonderful goal um, for, to, to win the game. Is it scary to you guys that we're not talking about Bastian Schweinsteiger and he's also really good? Because it's scary to me. Um, I mean, it's not that Schweinsteiger is not doing amazing things for Chicago. It's just that everything else is occasionally not that great for them. This is fine.jpg when we think about going over to play them at home later this summer. 
Vancouver 2, Sporting Kansas City 0. Crisis continues for uh, Sporting Kansas City after after their midweek win. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically. Um, fantastic goal for uh, Christian Teixeira. Um, fielded a, a cross off of Bolaños' chest and volleyed it dead straight in. Zero chance for a, a very, very good Tim Mulia this week. Uh, the penalty take was given to Vancouver for a s- slight shove of uh, Montero. It wasn't a penalty, in my opinion. But Montero took the penalty, and because he's terrible, ha- had to save Amelia. And, uh, <laughs> and the rebound was saved by Amelia as well. Yeah. It was cleared away. So great saves by Amelia to keep him Vancouver out for that part. But... Montero's just terrible. Montero's awful. Generally, he had a good week, Melly. Even in the Seattle game, he had mm-hmm. some key moments. Atlanta 4, Houston 1. <sighs> That's too bad. Yeah. Um, uh, Hattrick for Amiron. Uh, wonderful. I'm really happy for that guy. Um, this is there's one thing face. that really pisses me off about just soccer in general. Uh, Amiron's first goal. Great goal. That's fine. You don't celebrate. One of the other teammates goes up to the ball and kicks it back into the net. Stop! You didn't do that. It wasn't you didn't do anything for that for that play. Stop! So <laughs> I did something. I'm pretty anything. sure it was. Stop T- it. I think it was Tito Vilaba that did that too, and he's he's been terrible this year. So that's probably the only goal that he's gonna try and claim. Atlanta did go up four nil in this game, and Dynamo only scored their you know one goal off a penalty, which was, I mean, bad for Dynamo. Uh, even worse for us who want to see bad things happen to Atlanta. One bad thing did happen. Tata Martino got ejected from the game after he kicked a ball onto the field in the second half. And he will actually be sitting uh, out of the game versus NYCFC this weekend. So, any any other nice things you guys want to say about Atlanta? No, never. Come Didn't on. think Fuck so. That noise. Yeah. New England 2, Columbus 1. An early crew goal was ruled offside in this game. Um, yeah, Mohamed Abu was able to slot in a rebound, but he was about half a step outside or offsides. And a good call. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. Very good refereeing this week. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my pancake hot take. That's okay. that's about as hot of a take you're gonna find. MLS <laughs> referee every week, and not terrible. That's an evergreen hot take. Not my news. Okay. <laughs> Ola Kamara took a cross from behind the midway line. Oh my god, this was the goal of the week, dude. This like, was the. We were goal watching highlights and and went in and we all just gasped and like yeah, this is what? like what just happened. I mean, Great I didn't gasp because I spent like an hour and a half watching highlights before we watched highlights, but I was just like, oh yeah, uh, so yeah this is coming, this is coming. Watch this, guys. So the cross comes in from behind the middle line and it goes from the left to the right corner of the 18. One bounce for Okamara and he volleys it past Cody Cropper to the far post. Absolutely gorgeous goal. Has to be goal of the week. Has to be goal of the month. Man. Well, it's gonna be tough doing him and Haita, I think. Yeah. Well, that and the fact that Joe Santos broke Taylor Twelman, but yeah. Stop it! Which is <laughs> what was happening into the booth? What was happening to him in that, the that booth? That Univision like, commentator like, guy was up there. Adrian Healy was just like <laughs> he's like taking like, off his shirt, like oh yeah, this moment right here, give Dos me some lotion. Trouble's <laughs> like, stop it, dude! What the hell? Adrian Healy is still showering to wash that off. <laughs> uh, uh, Revs uh, win the game with two goals from uh, 
Toodles from uh, Diego does Fernandez. Did that say Diego Fernandez? That no, yes, that, that can't yeah, be right. It, it He's not actually, good at all. No, no, no. No, come on. It, it was Diego Fernandez actually He's like the playing. Zardes of the East. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've wow. got the same sort of blonde, like weird highlights. Yeah, but guys, Zardes is tips. terrible. I don't know if I said that earlier. Zardes is terrible. He's not a good player. No, he, he is. At, we did not actually mention the fact that. I think all of us were wondering how he had become a U.S. and the men's national team player, given based on his performance in front of us. There were times when Brent Tallman beat him to a, a loose ball. Hey, I mean Brent Tallman is, but he's also center back. I and think you could have made that point without dissing our local boys. But Zardes is supposed to be like you know, this, this, it seems like a pattern with you and Minnesota players. Like first Blair Walsh, now Brent he's Tallman. Not from Minnesota. What anyway. do you have against? Stop being from Wisconsin. Zardes <laughs> is supposed to be this pacey winner. Supposed to like. Just use his pace to beat every player. And Coleman beat him to lose balls like there's no problem. Yeah. You don't expect that from no. a player that was Zardes' pedigree, which is just basically, here, have the ball, Zardes, dribble in a straight line as fast as you can. That's your one move. Hey, he did graduate college this last week. And super cool, he actually did it on the spot that he earned the championship, the MLS Cup. So it was just kind of neat little symmetry there. So I thought that was kind of neat. Good for him. He's we tagged him off a bunch. He's still terrible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sit for your day job. Okay. All right, let's That's... just move on to the final game. Orlando zero. Ha, ha, ha. Coming into Minnesota with a loss under your belt. Orlando, not so hot now, are you? And New York City FC, three. Um, between the Kyle Laren to literally anywhere that isn't Orlando rumors, <laughs> um, the Kaká getting terrible handballs. I'm really starting to think that Orlando's having some possible issues. There's a beautiful moment in this game where the commentator was like, this time the wall gets to watch an attacking penalty because Laren's getting the penalty in front of him. And this was the second penalty in this game after Kaká's handball, as you mentioned. Laren steps up, the wall's going nuts, and he gets the post. <laughs> Uh, I saw this on Deadspin uh, during, I think, David penalty in front of the purple wall. There were purple wall people. Uh, let's just call them basic, stereotypical frat bros wearing purple shorts and nothing else, grabbing their groin in the area and of and like thrusting towards David Didn't work. He still slotted home, so good for him. Not only that, that's fucking gross. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, worse that than spilling your beer. Yeah. Um, speaking of David Villa, he also was able to um, basically do something that Nemanja Nikolic wasn't able to do on the weekend and score when he was actually supposed to. Hey, good stuff. Nikolic is still leading the lead in goals. Let's just put that out there. And yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should criticize but that one game was terrible. Yeah. Let's <laughs> criticize. Of yeah. Let's criticize how terrible of a game that was because literally that's how bad he played. All right. We need to take a quick break right here to debate whether David Villa is overpaid because Nikolic has more goals than he does. <laughs> and we will shall return with the rest of our podcast, including the permit scheme, the sewer, our pub visit, and much, much more. And welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Rather than talk about masturbating fans, let's talk about some some results that happened in the rest of the U.S. soccer world in a segment that we call the Pyramid Scheme. In the Pyramid Scheme... One wait, sec. Wait, what? Best wait. segue or best segue? 
I'm gonna go with the best segue. All right, that's, that's controversial choice, but yes, I, I would have gone with best segue. So yeah. So in the pyramid scheme, we typically talk about things that happen in the lower leagues of American soccer, but this past week was actually one where we can talk about the great leveler of American soccer, sort of, kind of, vaguely, almost. The third longest soccer tournament held in the entire world. Third longest running. U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. U.S. Open Cup. And there were a bunch of hashtag cup sets. All right, what are we talking about? Uh, first off, Richmond Tickers uh, lost to Christos FC. I mean, they have awesome Greek food on their team, so of course they're going to win. <laughs> and their whole, their fan session the whole time was, Christos Dominos! <laughs> <laughs> the whole entire time. It was very odd. <laughs> I was going to make a who was the hero of this team, <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay, you get so clapped for that. All right. In any case, uh, the only local qualifier to beat a D2 team, um, Christos beat Richmond Kickers 1-0. Speaking of 1-0, Michigan Bucks won Indy 11-0. PDL versus a half strength in the 11. Still. Still. Not good. (laughs) I mean, usually when I see Team XI, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a half-strength team, but that's what Indy 11 brands itself as, so that's a problem. Uh, Boston City lost to the GPS Almonds, which is uh, those voices that tell you bad things ahead when you're on your GPS, like Google Maps (laughs) and stuff like that. Um, it's I'm like Waze, sure. but like yeah, more low key. Like yeah. Waze actually does have like <laughs> different omens. Like I remember when I had Morgan Freeman as my uh-huh. Waze voice. That was the greatest, and I intentionally made wrong turns just to make him really pissed off. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, now I know why you've been coming here very late these days. <laughs> Reading beat the New York Cosmos, which was pause <laughs> <laughs> <Oz> for laughter. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, the notes here what they say is that a PDL team defeats the biggest, most important team in American history, who then promptly fly to Saudi Arabia. Uh, oh my god if, if I was a Cosmos fan I'd be really pissed off And knowing a few Cosmos fans as I do They are really pissed off <laughs> Yeah um, Fuck those guys um, Chicago <laughs> FC United Beat um, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds 3-1 uh, PDL team beat a USL team The only thing that we really care about in this game Is that Joe Greenspan is not cup tied Because he did not play in this game Thank you God all right, uh, we're running a little bit behind. So there's two pieces of lower leagues news that we have to cover. Number one, the New York Cosmos did in fact fly to Saudi Arabia, as we implied before, and then they tied nil-nil against Al-Hilal. That's right. Riveting. They flew yeah, all the way to Riyadh and drew nil-nil. And then they posed in a photo with a bunch of suitcases. Uh, Lance Lane leads NASL in goals and assists with seven goals. Oh, sorry, seven names, four goals, three assists. Yep. He's uh, got a bunch of people whoops. tying him for the highest goals, but nobody has more assists than he does. And if you add the two together, he leads the NASL, which is, uh, yeah, you know, I was I was hedging my bets the first couple of games, being like, yeah, well, he's doing well, but you know, you never know. Yeah, he was this good last year yeah, too. We he, just mismanaged. Him. He's either a player who's going to dominate the NASL or USL or D two for a long time, or did get that chance to move up to MLS and he really should. Uh, yeah. 
show what he's got, and he's got something to show. There's such thing as a quad A player in baseball where it's somebody that's way too good for triple A minor league baseball but gets overmatched at the major league level. I want to see if Lang really is that type. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying with Christian, where he basically proved himself that he wasn't just that. So I, I would like to see Lance Lang get a shot in the big leagues. We won't be here, though, I bet you. Uh, the Sewer is a segment that we are moving on to next. Within the Sewer segment, we talk about our national teams. And the U-20 World Cup has started, guys. It has, and the U.S. U-20s sometime very late at night because it's happening in Korea. Um, drew 3-3 against the Ecuador U-20s. Um, very impressive dual fight backs by the U.S. in this game. They went down 2-0 early on, two goals within, I think, the first seven Absolute, minutes. Absolutely holler by uh, Jonathan Klinsman in goal for U-20s. Klinsman, I didn't even notice until Klinsman the fourth goal. what? Uh, anyway. Um, uh, my he's played in the right position. Mm-hmm. My, I wish he was a man at this point. Crush, uh, Josh Sargent. Uh, still seventeen, John. We're still seventeen. We're just gonna keep making. <laughs> I'm still gonna dig this hole. Like, in any case, uh, youngest player ever to score for the U.S. in the U20 World Cup. And in a brace. Um, yep, two goals. And Luca Della Torre, very, very late equalizer, um, saved the U.S.'s blushes. Uh, frankly, uh, Ecuador is probably the best team that they're going to face in the group. So, so good result. Uh, Luke De, De La Torre, uh, Fulham youngster. Um, so look for him through those ranks. Uh, Speaking uh, of which, we should move into a segment that we call the pub where we fly to England, have a few pints in the pub, and watch some footy and, and ask each other, who are ya? Who are ya? And uh, uh, sorry, I just fight and win. Fight and win. Fight and win. That's where he learned it over yeah, the summers. Fight over the summers. Over the there summers. aren't any games. He, they basically just stand up and say, fight and win, eh? Fight and win. <laughs> it's like he just stood in for all of the rehearsals that they do in the off season. So where are we going to this week, guys? This week, we're going to the beach steedle. And there's a lot of... A lot of alcohol on this beach. Because a lot of teams this week... Don't have anything to play for. They're trying to start in their spot. Mm, beach. I see what you're saying. Already on the beach. Also, the beach steedle, uh, our uh, favorite England national team manager, Sam Allardyce, has uh, asked Crystal Palace to well, leave, the, leave the position and yeah. he's expected to retire or maybe to Barcelona. More on that later. Mm. Yeah, Barcelona <laughs> need a new coach, right? Uh, final day of the Premier League was upon us. And all the matches were being played concurrently. The big question was who was going to get a Champions League spot. Caleb with his two arms up in the sky because Liverpool beat out Arsenal. Colin, tears flowing into the beer cup to refresh his drink. Because Arsenal, for the first time in uh, 21 years? 21 years, yeah has missed out on being in the Champions League. Something, something, Mbappe wasn't born when they were... <laughs> something, something, Buffon had just started his something, something, you know. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal did win the game 3-1 against Everton because, you know, why would Everton want to help Arsenal leapfrog uh, Liverpool? But um, not only in this game did uh, Gabriel 
go out with a, a pretty bad looking knee injury. Um, they say it was just hyperextended, but it, it looked a lot worse. Um, Lauren Kishoni went studs up very early on and got a straight and, red. Well, it's, it's, it's the last game of the season. They have nothing left to play for, right? Except. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I said that this Arsenal season was just interminably long at this point? Yeah, um, they still have to play the FA Cup and Koscielny is suspended. They have to play the FA Cup against the league champions. Judged by probably the best coach in the or coached by probably the best coach in the Premier League, Antonio Conte. Yeah, you so, won Coach of the Year, so yeah, you're exactly. right. Exactly, and, and and it's not as if Arsenal are playing in a formation that requires a shit ton of center backs. Eventually, though, the result that Arsenal pulled through did not matter because Liverpool. Liverpool no. ends up in the air. <laughs> it was uh, Beat Middlesbrough three it was a Very rocky first half. Um, completely honest. Probably should have been a penalty for Middlesbrough uh, early on. Uh, Patrick Bamford was trying to shove down in the box by uh, Dijon Lovren. Um, if that is a penalty, it's also probably going to be a red card for Lovren. Um, and working from 10 men from 1 nil down, even against Middlesbrough, is going to be tough. Um, well, hold on, result. wait. You just said 10 men against Middlesbrough when one of Middlesbrough's 11 is Brad Guzan? <laughs> Sorry, uh, ten and just nine and a half men. So yeah, would have been tough. Uh, but luckily, luckily, very luckily, wasn't yeah. called. Oh, wait up has wasn't a penalty. Um, Genie Wijnaldum, my favorite Liverpool player right now at the moment, scored right before halftime to kind of put Anfield at ease. Uh, Second half started, continuous scored a free kick. My favorite Liverpool player, and then Alana stored one to finish it off. Two minutes later, also my favorite. Liverpool. They're all my favorites right now. Right, everyone who stores for us in the yeah, uh, yeah. must-win game is my favorite. So, so Liverpool will be in the. will have to qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, they'll have a. Uh, I think one home and away leg against a right. uh, team. Yeah, I don't know who yet. Yes, and trust me, I'm I'm very used to these. <laughs> <laughs> and Man City winning five nil against Watford will qualify straight through the group stages. Yep. Yep. And we have. Tottenham Hotspur, of course, making it in second place. Chelsea finishing in first. Not only that, I, I hate to mention this. Um, Tottenham beat Hull on the final day 7-1 away. Uh, Harry Kane with a hat trick. Um, he has seven goals in the past two games. He had four against Leicester. Um, enough to dim the golden ball for yeah. uh, this season. The Premier with 29 goals and... This season, as if Arsenal not making the top four was bad enough. Harry Kane with all of these goals is just like seven times getting kicked in the nuts. I think the question that was asked of the Spurs last year is the one that's going to be relevant to Liverpool going next season, which is playing in Europe. Last time that last time this happened for Liverpool, that was a problem. Playing in Europe caused some issues for them with the league. It was Um, that was uh, before Jurgen Klopp with a different manager. I don't remember. Yeah, who that was. All right. Um, but, oh, hey, this, uh, speaking of that different manager, <laughs> um, Celtic won on the weekend to complete an invincible season. Brendan Rodgers' boy is so impressed. It's like had coaching a... LeBron to a pl- playoff win. Come on. <laughs> they had a 34 win, four draws, zero losses record with 107 points. And Kolo Toure becomes the first player in history to appear on. Two unbeaten teams. Hey, I wonder which team he also featured on. Esh, that's in your past. 
Easy okay. fifth place. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Europa League is going to be Arsenal, Man United, and so Everton, unless United wins the Europa League final. In uh, which case, it'll be just Arsenal and Everton. David, Trust me, I had to look it up. David Moyes is going to be in the permanent dark room. He has quit a Sunderland manager. Has anyone's... Tremendous fall from grace. Has anyone's coaching stock dropped faster or further than David Moyes? He went from being a success at Everton to um, the Manchester United job, one of the biggest jobs in the world, to just absolute despair. Nigel Clough, you know, okay. uh, he, he he took over Leeds United and mm-hmm. was a complete failure there. Um, I guess it was just one team, though, whereas David Moyes has now failed at... Multiple. Uh, Manchester United, uh, Real Sociedad, and now Sunderland. Uh, I'm interested to see if where he goes next, um, if he... Changes the manager, maybe takes an assistant manager role at a higher lead or manages in a lower lead. Barcelona's new coach. Right? No, that's Sam Allardyce. Right. <laughs> Let's yeah. move into a segment we call, they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we cover soccer from nations and leagues we haven't yet talked about. The first piece of news, of course, is that Barcelona are going to announce their new head coach shortly. Yep, sometime this week. And Big Sam? Big Sam? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> he always please? He was... Please? Um, <laughs> no word on where Luis here, Luis Enrique is in the head. Um, he should have did a head coaching job fairly Sunderland. soon. <laughs> Crystal Palace. <laughs> Could you imagine the uh, time where derbies with between Rafa Benitez and uh, Luis Enrique? Well, <laughs> no, Sunderland? because that's not going to happen in the league this I know. year. <laughs> but in future years, maybe I don't know. Very quickly, you and your mother have heard the story that Real Madrid has signed a 16-year-old Brazilian called Vinicius, who also led several Roman legions when they faced the Gauls. Different people. guys. different people. Okay. (laughs) He's from Flamengo and he's a Brazilian youth player. An interesting little story that I happen to know just out of kind of personal following was that the Indian U-17 national team reported early last week that they had defeated the Italian U-17 team. Now, you guys remember how when Minnesota United defeated Swansea in a friendly, everyone was like, that game didn't matter, but we were like, oh my God, it was like the best thing ever. And we took like great pride in it. I mean, that's... That was my first game watching Minnesota United. Right. Yeah. And and we all... I mean, Very clearly. It, it, it's kind of a symbol win. And that's what, what this was for India. So much so that there were several celebrities tweeting to the Indian national team saying, hey, good job, well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, then about two days later, it came out that uh, the Indian FA had actually misled the public, either knowingly or unknowingly, because the Indian U-17 national team faced an Italian U-17 national team. Or, oh. or, or I should say, an Italian U-17 team. Uh, because it was not clear whether they actually were representing the country because they were composed of players from the Italian third and fourth division uh, from those teams' U-17 squads. And they were wearing Italy jerseys. It was just like this kind of special sub-team. It was, it was kind of this weird thing. So we had definitely not defeated the top U-17 players in Italy by any stretch of the imagination. So it's very, very embarrassing. A lot of egg in the face for mm-hmm. the Indian FA, who, if they just come out and told the truth, people would have still been pretty impressed. So uh, a bit of drama. Womp, womp. Um, as far as other news within the international world, uh, Real Madrid won La Liga. Uh, Monaco won League on. Juventus won Serie A. Uh, 
Stuttgart won, said Bundesliga. That was a very tight race. We covered before within point one, two, three points of each other in the top three. Stuttgart won uh, that lead and will move up next year to Bundesliga, back to the Bundesliga. Um, good for you, Shane, who my buddy who is a huge Stuttgart supporter. Um, Thank God all these leagues are over and we can stop dedicating time to these two <laughs> segments and we can just talk uh, all about just MLS. Rem- I just want a reminder that the uh, Champions League, a uh, championship, sorry, final is um, Memorial Day between uh, Reading and Huddersfield. Um, if you can find that, watch it. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. Great, great game. Hopefully the most no- lucrative match in all of football. Well, yeah. the most <laughs> kind of because the winner gets so much more money than the loser. From yeah. Exactly. For one year. With that, let's move into a segment we call the Reynolds Wrap Up. We're calling it a conspiracy theory that you've been thinking about and make sense of it for you. So, our good friends over at Minneapolis City um, had an interesting tweet just before we recorded. Um, they tweeted out a link to 551's recap of the MPSL North weekend. Um, they included a quick blurb about their 1-1 draw against Duluth FC, in which they drew level, or Duluth FC drew level, um, in injury time, uh, basically on a, a free kick that they kind of disputed. Um Usually, I'm a huge fan of Minneapolis City. I'm a huge fan of memes, of Grumpy Cat in general. But um, this this quote tweet included the hashtag Conspiracy Weekend. Now, there's two aspects of this I want to challenge them on. First off, back the fuck off, Minneapolis City. <laughs> there is only room for one unhinged conspiracy theorist in this market. And I have claimed this turf. You cannot infringe upon it. Now, the second thing is this. I will readily admit that Minneapolis City was robbed in basically giving up a Fergie time goal to to lose two points. However, there's a difference between a robbery and saying that there's a conspiracy. It's almost as if they're saying that there's the type of conspiracy involving, say, for instance, um, some huge executive having a bunch of emails about taking over the world. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Minneapolis City is talking about this conspiracy as if they had Peter Wilt's emails about a Div 3 league comprised of NPSL teams being able to take over some's complete hegemony over the United States. And Duluth FC coming in and taking one goal and only getting a draw is as if it's basically an assassination that was carried out by the DNC. If you guys are going to go out on this limb, Uh, you guys are basically approaching Sean Hannity turf. Uh, Uh, Although I will say this. I figured out that Grumpy Cat, like the actual Grumpy Cat, uh its real name is Seth Rich. 
Okay, uh, much like Fox News employees, uh, I have been horrified by this by this discussion involving Seth Rich. Uh, and um, moving quickly along, Notch, uh, are we gonna are we gonna die? How about I don't tell? Have you guys tell where these people can find you on Twitter this week, or maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, dark for a little while. Right, just wanna yeah. hug, hug my wife and tell her to me. Tell her it's, it's gonna be okay. I'm going right. to proudly say that <laughs> I am looking for. <laughs> Real justice to shut up all of the conspiracists about Seth Rich and say that you can find my rants at the attachment. Where can they find you, Caleb? Probably crying in a dark room with David Moyes and trying to lay low for a little while. Uh, I wrote for 55.1. We turned one today. So, happy birthday to us. Um, also, thanks for everyone at 55.1 for giving me the opportunity to write for them. So, thanks for that. You can find me at TWO United Fans. You can also find this podcast at 55.1 and find podcast produce. <laughs> I've done this so many times and I screw it up this time. And find podcast providers everywhere, including Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and many, many others. All right, Mr. Cat, we're good. Mr. Cat, done. There we go. More tuna. Yeah. More tuna. Pretty soon, right, the cat is done. Cool. All right, awesome. Yep. With that, we bid you adieu. We will see you next week. Bye bye, everybody. Bye.